Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There's a lot more punks than there was four years earlier, but there was also as many posers. Posers were people that look like punks, but they did it for fashion. Welcome to SLC Punks, a Utah jazz podcast brought to you by the staff of SLC Dunk. Now here's your hosts, Michael Lohman and James Hansen. Alright guys, welcome back to the SLC Punks podcast. This is your host, Hansen James. And this is Milo. And it's uh, it's a day after what was probably one of the most unexpected events, but you know maybe not one of the most surprising events. I know I can't believe everyone's talking that the Jazz lost. I know. I, I oh. mean, I mean, every everyone's talking about it. Everybody, everybody. I mean, it's the Washington Post. The Jazz lost. Uh, the Ringer. The Jazz lost. Uh, Woj. The Jazz lost. I can't believe everyone is. Oh, oh, oh. No, 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 no. That's uh. Uh, it's because of terrible comments by a racist fan. Oh, goody. Yeah. What a, really? what a time to be alive. All right. We'll just, we're just going to dive into this. Uh, last night was for me personally, it was a sad night. It was like, uh, it was an embarrassing night. It was embarrassing. It was frustrating. It's like, it's like it everyone was... learning about your drunk uncle. It's just, well, you're, you're relate in, in some way you're related to him. You wish you could castigate them, and you just hope you're not being held in the same light as 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 them. And mm-hmm. it's just embarrassing. You just want to hide. Well, and it's just awful. Like, I mean, you know, it's there's a wide range of emotions that jazz fans have when something like this happens because this is not the first time we've heard that. Maybe this is the most high profile instance of this happening. Uh but it's. It's no fun. Uh, it's for jazz fans. It's awful for the players and it's awful for everyone involved. It's embarrassing then, for jazz players because they get yeah, to be, they like, get to be known as, Oh, you're playing for, for, you know, for, for that fan base. Like it's, it's just a terrible situation for all sides for, you know, Russell Westbrook and his side, uh, jazz fans, and jazz players on their, you know, jazz players on their side, jazz fans, you know, there's just a lot of sides to it and it's awful. And it's, it's, I get, and we'll dissect it. I think we really should just kind of talk about it a little bit and kind of give some perspective on some things, uh, kind of from jazz point of view and some things that, uh, you know, jazz fans and not just jazz fans, but NBA fans around the league, need to be better at mm-hmm. uh i think what's hard for um we'll just if you haven't heard if you've been sleeping under a rock lately uh last night there was that fan uh i don't even want to say his name i don't want to give him any more pub at all but the one was talking to russell westbrook and was saying things that were inappropriate and <clears throat> highly inappropriate whether it was racist homophobic it, it was yeah obviously 
crossed a major line because it got a hell of a response from 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 Westbrook. And we know that they were terrible because the Jazz uh, performed an investigation and decided that they were bad enough to ban him for life. And mm-hmm. and all I have to say is a good job to the Jazz for doing that because that stuff is not uh, welcome in the arena. It's it's ridiculous. It's gross. It's it's uh, it's just embarrassing. It's like there's no way around it. It's just awful. Uh, and for jazz fans who love this team and the vast, vast majority of jazz fans who don't act like that, it sucks because you are lumped in with that guy. And, you know, jazz fans are sensitive about this because for whatever reason, and partly because there is a instance of it, we've read that quote by Donovan Mitchell today, which was amazing, like incredible Mm -hmm. uh, what Donovan Mitchell said, that there are instances where these things happen. I personally have never heard something like that, but that does not mean it has not happened. And it doesn't mean we shouldn't believe these players. Exactly. And it doesn't make it like I, so I'm going to write about this for SLC dunk. And I, I had a thought about it. Like, one time is too many. One time of it happening is just, it's just way too much. And uh, jazz fans as a whole, we need to be better than that. Uh, it's, we need it's, to... it's disappointing that nobody, nobody clocked this guy and, and, and put him in his place as mm-hmm. he was saying it. Like, and, and, and that's a hard, and that's a hard position to be in, but it's disappointing um, that when you hear that, some somebody is like, "Okay, you know that's that's acceptable language down here. That's acceptable mm-hmm. to to be going on." And uh, and and I think the other reason why it horrifies jazz fans is there is a reputation of that, and now all mm-hmm. of a sudden the reputation lives to a, a very very real reality, and we've had to deal with. For example, the Fisher girls. We've had to deal with the people holding a, a, a hand up to their eye when Derek Fisher was shooting free throws. Um, we've had to we've had to you know deal with what um, the Bulls said during when when they were playing the Jazz. We've it's you hear these things and you're like there are there is a small group of of people who have been paying big time money to sit in those really close up seats and what they choose to do with their time when they're down there is not enjoy a game, but to absolutely rile up grown men by crossing a very stark line. And we're not saying that it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a giant majority, but there's, well, as you said, one is too many. And if there's one person, at least one person, a game who's doing that, it's, it's disappointing that there aren't ushers. And there's not security down there that is being like, whoa, that is that is across the line. It took it took Russell Westbrook basically flipping out and threatening and threatening back after he'd been pushed too far for security to be like, yeah, let's hand out these tickets. Mm-hmm. And being like, this is a warning. And and I'm sorry, if you're if you're yelling homophobic or racial remarks to to a player, uh that's you're gone. 
You don't get a warning. You don't get a yellow card. You don't get any. You you deserved. You don't deserve to come back, because obviously you don't understand why you buy a a ticket to a basketball game. You mm-hmm. don't understand why you're there, and you and you're definitely and you definitely don't deserve to be called a jazz fan by any name or or anything or a basketball fan, because obviously you're not there to be a basketball fan. You're just there to be a troll. Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's frustrating. And there's the other side of it too that when this whole thing exploded on social media, everyone's trying to get okay, what's going on? And 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 there's bits and pieces coming out. And and I said this on uh, on on my personal account. I, I said it's real. It's it's times like this where social media is just the absolute worst because you'll see something offensive from one side, whether it's Russell Westbrook uh, saying, "I'm going to f up your family and f up your kids." And you're like, wow, that is absolutely terrible. And people, you know, and then you get the Twitter warriors being like, wow, this is absolutely dreadful. I can't believe he'd ever say such a thing. Um, but then you have to take a step back and be like, well, if I was in that situation, why would I ever say that? Because Ru- Russ looks to me like like a pretty reasonable dude for the most part. Yeah, he has his uh, his persona when he goes into games. But at the same time, any person who's going to do that is they're going to have a reason for it. And I tell you right now, if some 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 person did that to me, like right on the open, yeah, I want, I would, and and this guy and a, and a wife are saying terrible things to me. Yeah, I would, I, I can't say how I'd react. I don't think I would react pretty well. That's for, that's for dang sure. And so you have people reacting to that, and then you hear the story of what's going on with what he was saying, and then you have people tweeting who are close saying, "Oh, all they were saying was this," but they probably didn't hear the whole thing because. It, you know, a, a crowd is loud, and anytime mm-hmm. Russell West, Westbrook was doing anything, the crowd is booing hardcore. And, and all of us fans have been in Vivint, and that place, it's just like a, a, a giant. It, it just it just cradles that sound, and it doesn't leave that building. It's just mm-hmm. really it's it, it just gets very very intensely loud. And so people people were saying that they heard the whole story. I highly doubt it because the place is just freaking loud, and. And and then you got and then when you hear the other story and you're like and people are like oh I bet you it's all this and then people are lumping jazz fans with him and be like yeah all jazz fans those Mormons and all of this and I and I I hate to break it to you but there's uh, there's more than more than Mormons to the jazz fan base and it's a lot more it it is pretty white but there is some you know some diversity to it and so lumping it all together like that is just as bad as going full uh, full hardcore over no details. And in the middle of this, and I said this last night, it's just a shame that people on all sides are looking for a villain, whether it's Westbrook, whether it's a fan, whether it's the fan base, whether it's the jazz team in general. Everyone's just looking for their pound of flesh, and no one's wanting to wait until the nuance. And by the time this whole story is done, no one's going to care. You know, day after, they're going to say, hey, you know, this needed, you know, day later, fan is banned, Westbrook was fined. And guess what? Most of the people who were mad online last night probably don't even know this. They don't know the resolution. They don't know what happened. And everyone's biases are still confirmed. Mm-hmm. The, the, the lay person. Well, and, and, and that's what's so sad about this whole thing is, is you, when, when, it, when, it, when it all comes down to an end, this fan basically put put the jazz fan base on blast and at the same time it it, uh, it may be good 
it may be good for the Jazz fan base to have this giant wart put out there so that we can take care of an issue that's going on in that lower bowl and and in the in in the, the at games in general and and take care of an issue that maybe and actually not maybe that we know is uh is is going on because our own players are saying it and opposing players are saying it and we got to get it taken care of mm-hmm. yeah i mean that was just that was part of it and i think even us as writers learn from it in a way that you know you want so badly for that not to be a thing and not to be a stigma for the team i i mean we all love this team we love the jazz and i know 99 out of 100 fan like 999 out of 1000 fans are not like that they're just not but it takes one asshole to like ruin it for to- everyone and it's mm-hmm. it's frustrating and this guy I mean, I grew up in Idaho and Salt Lake. I know the type. I've seen them. I've heard them say. Oh yeah, you, you, the <clears throat> minute, a minute I saw the video and it was like camo hat with it with a jazz note, and I was like, oh no, oh mm-hmm. no, and 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 then and then you saw the the, the one verified tweet, and you're like, Great. well, it just filled me with dread because I was like, that's it, you know, this is. Like, this, this is this is the brush. This is this is the palette that that we're going to be colored in. Well, and for last the rest night, of the night, honestly, you know, and at first I was frustrated, and, and I was actually wrong last night in some ways because, you know, last I would, year I would put myself in that as well because we want to you want to defend your fan base, but well, that's, that's not the thing. right call. And you feel like you have to like defend yourself because you know in your heart that you're not those things. Mm-hmm. I don't. I know I'm not those things. I like. It's it's hard to feel misrepresented. I mean, you know, this is not a religious podcast, but I promise you that every single time you mention the Utah Jazz in like an opponent game thread or something, you're going to see jokes about the religion and stuff. You just get used to seeing those things. And so you get you get kind of quick to be defensive. And that's kind of where I went last night because I, you know, I immediately when you saw that happen. You immediately saw the jokes rolling in and it was from high profile people and, and it sucks it like, but that doesn't make it okay for me to get defensive. I like one of the things I kind of learned last night is that I need to be willing to step outside of my own defensiveness and make sure I know exactly what's going on. And even if something is painful for me personally, I need to be willing to, to wait, to cast judgment or to defend someone that I'm going to regret having defended after the fact, you know, it's, it takes, uh, it takes a lot of character and it takes someone who's willing to be, uh, bigger than themselves to, to learn from this. And so honestly, I like, you kind of mentioned it before. I actually feel like there's a chance that a lot of good can maybe come from this. It kind of reminds me of if you've ever, I mean, I think it's kind of a, um, what's the word? Like a, like sometimes with boys when they get in fights at school, that tends to fix the problem in some ways. There's like this pent up thing that just eventually boils over, and when they finally get in the fight and they kind of, you know, get those things, it allows them to kind of heal. And I, I wonder if this is a way 
that maybe jazz fans can get out of denial of a thing we all kind of know is there. We all kind of know. I mean, one mm-hmm. one of the things as jazz fans is that uh, we all take pride in is just how loud our crowd is. And we we take pride in the fact that like we rattle the players and stuff. And, you know, this might be a thing that teaches us like, hey, uh, it's good to be loud. It's good to be rowdy. It's not good to be a t- like making personal comments and attacks about Russ, you know, and he claimed it was about his family and I have no reason not to believe him. That's not, it's not okay anymore. You know? Yeah. It's time to start like, you know, being, we've just got to be better. Like that, you know, that type of, of thing is just not, it's not okay anymore. We live in an age where everything's on video. We realized that night, last night that, Everything that happens on the court and off the court is on social media. We all get access to it. Um, we all see it. We all read it. Uh, something like this happens last night, and it's like, on a, it's amazing how fast uh, altercation like this happens and how quickly it's like explodes online and everyone knows about it and right. everyone's talking about it. And jazz fans, just it's time to be better. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think it. I think one of the things, and. And, and that was, and it was when I was like, you know what? I need to just step back and, and shut my mouth and let, let the right people speak. Um, somebody had responded to the SLC Dunk account and he said, um, you know, quit, quit trying to uh, not all men this. And, 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 and that's exactly kind of what you were saying, where it's just like when, 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 when one of your own, is you know say attacked you want to you you instantly want to defend yourself and be like i'm not part of this problem it's kind of like when if you know uh if 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 you're ever if there's you know a a scuffle that happens like in a a big mall area and you're like no i'm not with these people i don't i don't know um i'm i'm a good guy but at the same time this one this one really made you think because i i I did not um I, i I think a part of me did not want to believe that there was this many people who were like this. And, and that's stupid of me because I, I, I know there are, um, I, I, I know this because of the experiences of my grandmother who is, who, who is uh Mexican, um, who has lived a lot of her life in Idaho and travels from Idaho to Utah. And, and you hear of her experiences as, as a minority. And, and I, I should know this because I know of her experiences as a minority, um, as she has related to um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as she um, it, it is a member of such and gets treated as such. Um, I, I know this as a minority in a conservative area that um, gets, to, gets to be shouted sometimes, even now. Now I shouldn't say sometimes a lot more now, but you know, like you know, build a wall when people see see her because she's Mexican. Um, you see, you see these problems, and and I and I think the the jazz fan part of me wanted to be all was still naive and altruistic and wanted to be that way. And and the, and the thing is, is I know the fan base was like this because I remember writing an article about if if the jazz players took a knee, and I remember. Our comment section on SLC Dunk erupted by people being like, "I would never support anybody who took a knee," and blah 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 and blah blah blah, and 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 there wasn't a lot of, uh, I would say, support 
for 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 that type of cause or or trying to even look across across the aisle and see why why uh why the black community is 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 calling attention to these issues mm-hmm. and and uh and i think this this opportunity like you said this is a good learning opportunity for for utah a to make a point and be like if you're going to be like this guy you're not a, you, you don't get to be here you don't get to be you don't get to come to these games you don't get to be a part of this um i i think i i hope this isn't the end of them throwing down these bounds on people like this mm-hmm. um because because what i don't want this to become is just like okay we 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 you know we threw out you know we threw out one of these guys and and and, and you know for 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 a marketing statement or whatnot, just to get people off our backs. I hope this is a start of something where we see, Hey, we found this is a greater problem. This is what we're doing to, to solve it and take care of it. And this is what we've been doing at games. I hope to see the jazz uh, and, and all of us as, as fans, we got to be better. We got to call out this behavior at games. We got to call out this behavior online. We got to call out this behavior. And there's going to be, because of the conservative nature of, of Utah, that's going to, I, I think one of, as you said, Donovan Mitchell put out a statement that was so good. He is so good for this community because he's brought to light so many different social issues, um, like uh, uh, equal pay for women, and for um, and, and and now for um, well, with teachers, basically and- in defense and for teachers, and now in in defense of Russ and being like, yeah, we hear this, we hear this from our own fans, and it's not okay. We get embarrassed about this. And the fact that they're there, I'm not. I, I've never been privileged enough to be able to sit that close to to uh, to the floor. Um, I've most of actually, I, I can count on my, my hands. I've only been on a lower bowl twice, and that wasn't even really lower bowl. It was like the very top of the upper bowl. Might as well have been on the upper bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I I haven't been in, able to hear those conversations. I haven't heard that, but that doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And we, 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 I think all of us, when you hear somebody who is a minority, but or in a different perspective, if they're saying something, and 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 they're all saying it, we need to believe them. We can't just be like, oh, that's just not my experience. Because I tell you what. I've never had the experience of my grandmother, but I know she, uh, she's telling the truth, and I believe her, and I believe there's a different side to people that they show um, than they show me. And this is the same thing. There are players seeing a completely different side of of jazz fans that is sickening, and it needs to stop. And they don't deserve to be a part of this fan base, and they don't deserve to be at jazz games, and they don't deserve to be be able to partake of just jazz fandom. Or basketball and NBA basketball in general, if they can't even be like cross a minimum bar to be a decent human being towards another person, mm-hmm. and it's, and and it, in a state that is so tied to uh, to being a Christian, it is so full of hypocrisy to see this stuff. And that's that's the other part that makes it sad. There's so many layers to this. There's so many different layers, and it just. At the end of the day, it just makes you shameful, and it makes you and and as jazz fans, dude, Russ, we're sorry, man. Mm-hmm. You were well, right. 
we got we got terrible we got terrible people and we got to fix it well and that's the thing is that it's frustrating because honestly it's it's not as prevalent as people think but it is there there are those fans like you said that do it and those single fans honestly can do so much damage by in one like, night think about in what one night, guy, this one, guy did in one, one night one guy did so much damage in one night and you know i i've been close to the court uh a good amount of times and and rudy gobert put out a comment today that said he's never heard anything racist in his six years here you know but that doesn't mean that when donovan says he's heard it before that's not true that's the thing it's like 90 999 uh fans can be great fans and behave perfectly but it takes that one guy and when you've got an 18,000 uh fan stadium and 18 people do something like this it can ruin it for everybody and so jazz fans uh i so going to get religious here Everyone be care everyone cover your ears, you can't handle it. But when Jesus turned to the apostles and said, One of you is gonna be- betray me, all the other pos- all the other apostles said, Not I, not I. Jazz fans need to not do that same thing and just say, Hey, it wasn't me. It's not my problem. I didn't do it. Jazz mm-hmm. fans need to be around the guy who's gonna betray everybody and call it out. And if that means you go walk down and you tell a security guard that that guy's being a douchebag and he's saying this garbage, then you need to do it. Because if we allow someone like this to do these things, it's going to happen again. And all the work we can do to fix this stigma that, you know, is not particularly fair, because I promise you that fans in other uh, arenas around the league do the same thing. But for whatever reason, Utah gets called out on it. It seems like uh, one of the top two or three fan bases that seems to get called out for it for whatever reason. We have to like really work hard to scrub that that stigma. And I don't know if it'll ever completely go away, but we can really do our best to do what we can to get rid of it. Uh, I, I I don't know. I just think that this is a thing that's going to take all jazz fans to be aware of that. We all have to be better. And it doesn't mean that like all jazz fans are racist. Cause we know that that's, that's not true. Uh, but we do mm-hmm. know that there are some that are, and they might be a very small minority, but there's enough of them that it is a problem. And um, so, yeah, jazz fans, if I could say one thing from this podcast, it would be like, we've got to be, the best fan base about this now because we have this stigma. It it means that we have to be the absolute best. We can't just be, uh, we can't do anything but like set the standard now because this stigma is going to be there. And if the jazz, if jazz fans can just find a way to like be that better example now, then that's a way to get a good start towards fixing this, which has been just a debacle. But you know, last night, I was honestly just so depressed. I could I didn't fall asleep till like three o'clock. I could not. It it like I, yeah. I didn't I didn't sleep very well. I think there was a there was a lot. I just yeah. It was it was just awful. I didn't, I didn't it was just well. awful, and it felt like the sky was falling down, and it just felt like great. We've now insulted our own players, these guys we love and care about and root for and write about and all these things. You know, 
we've just kind of ruined everything Mm -hmm. and it just all sucks and everything's falling apart and this is awful and and honestly you feel helpless and powerless and you're watching this tide of uh you know whatever what does dennis Lindsay call social media the the electric herd or whatever you're just watching that just plow over your fan base and you just feel helpless and like you know this sucks and then that you know it's hard because you feel like partly like you know i don't even know what's going on here and here's the other side of the story uh russell westbrook said those things and those things were very bad and guess what he got fined for it but if you're out here arguing whether he actually lied or said these things or blah 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 you're not getting it like yeah we can't control what russell westbrook does i can't control russell westbrook if he's going to do that rock the cradle thing to try to mock a player you know if he's Mm going to do that that's his thing you know and if that bugs you then you know what don't go buy tickets to go see the thunder or give your tickets to somebody else if you can't handle your emotions during a game we can't handle russell westbrook's behavior and you know if he's gonna say something like that about a guy's wife you know it's not good it's not a good look but the thing that jazz fans can control is their own behavior you can control what you say and you do at a game and you know there's just going to be times where you I, i i think that's the change that jazz fans have to make is that I think sometimes we take pride in going the low road and like trash talking Westbrook and, and, you know, trying to get under players skins with our, get under players skin with our comments and things like that. It's got to change. Like it's It's okay. Like we're, the place is already the loudest place in, in the NBA. We can keep that. Mm -hmm. And, 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 but we don't have to be, we don't have to be the, the biggest assholes in the NBA. Mm-hmm. We can and, be the loudest. Can't, we, exactly. And, and, exactly. And, and here's the thing: the whole state, everyone always says, uh, uh, "Hey, if and not talking about NBA, but like Utah, you know, when I traveled there, people are nice and everything." And people say that same thing about Idaho. I'm surprised how, like, you know, people are asking you how you're doing, like, you know, as a stranger. I said that's different. Um, why can't we extend that same thing to the basketball arena? Why can't that they be like, you know, what is it? The Jazz, they have awesome fans over there. Man, they're gonna, they're going, you're gonna get, you're gonna get booed, and you're going to, it's gonna be loud in there. And they really love their team, but man, they're they're just they're really good fans that love basketball. Why can't we have that instead of it being like, like we're we're this where players feel, and that's the other thing too. It's just like if they're feeling this way, we're obviously not, not, we don't want them to feel like it's a. Like they're gonna have their best game of their lives against us, but at the same time, like, dude, we we show them you appreciate. We got to show them that we appreciate basketball, mm-hmm. and and we're not, and, and we don't have that environment right now. And and this is a chance for our fan base to pivot, to be better, and and to do that. So, mm-hmm. with all that being said, there was basketball that was played, <laughs> um, and. And, and right now, the Jazz, after going three and zero against against the Bucks, against the Clippers, and uh, just having a fantastic week in general, they are now one and four in their last five, uh, with their only win against the Pelicans. Uh, they also lost to the Pelicans, and uh, they do not look good. In fact, um, I had uh, 
I had put on the SLC Dunk account that um, currently um, their their ranks right now are not good. They're, they have the ninth worst um, offensive rating. They have the fourth worst turnover percentage. They have the seventh worst defensive rebounding percentage percentage which i think is the the most telling stat because they basically have two seven footers that they start in together every single game and they have the seventh worst defensive rebounding percentage and they allow the eighth most amount of points in the paint when you have rudy gobert this is this and and yeah they have the 10th best defensive rating which has been the reason why they haven't got blown out that's, you know, that's really what it is. It's just like, it, it's, you, you want to lose by 20 or 5. That's really what that defensive rating is doing. And so they have some some serious issues um, going on, one of which is they just haven't been healthy. They've been running point guards short, and they haven't really been flexing open their offense uh, with Donovan Mitchell um, out there because they know they're going to get point guards back, and at some point you have to shift him back, so they don't want to shake up the apple cart too much. Um, it finally, they got Dante Exum back who looked rusty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and Ricky Rubio is coming back tonight, but he could be rusty. Like, so we, and, and, uh, uh sorry, coming back tomorrow night. And so they're finally going to have everybody healthy and they have an easier stretch of games. I said it on the SLC dunk account last night, the, the schedule's only easy if you win games and and no one's going to make this the schedule easy for Utah, Utah has to beat the schedule. And and we kept on pointing to this time, be like, hey, this is when the schedule lightens up. This is when it's in Utah's favor. This is when things get easier. And I th- I don't think the last five games would have been the ones that you would pick Utah going on going one and four in. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Utah's got some issues offensively. Hopefully that gets fixed with Rubio returning, people's roles returning back to normal. But it also could jank things up. Um, They got – when everybody's out of roles and they've been playing bigger roles and then you move them and slot them back down to their smaller ones, now all of a sudden they have to fit – they have to fit back into their puzzle piece. And that might not be so easy. We saw that with Boston and with their more talented guys going – playing big roles last year and then having to go into smaller roles to a, to a lesser extent. This is that's going to happen with Utah. Now you have Donovan Mitchell. That's going to slide back over to shooting guard. You have Royce O'Neal, who's going to be coming off the bench uh, for less minutes with Dante Exum there. You're going to have Kyle Korver coming off, uh, coming in in different situations to play with Dante Exum um, alongside Joe Ingles. You're going to have Jay Crowder coming in different situations because he's not going to be used as a playmaker anymore. And so, so everyone's rhythm is going to be thrown off for another five games as Utah's finally healthy, but they're going, they're reintegrating a ton of pieces all, all at the same time and all at one position. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be rough. And also Joe Ingles has to, Joe Ingles been, has been working as a pl- primary playmaker for the past, what, two months, it feels like. and so. Well, so that's the, been it, that's been it, just hard for the Jazz. Uh, one thing that you know, there's a couple things that I think are kind of contributing to this a little bit. One is like before last night, Royce O'Neal, who was filling in for those games that Ricky Rubio's out, was shooting 15 percent from three over an eight game stretch. Ugh. That's hard to it's hard to win when you got a player shooting like that. Uh, and the other thing is that teams are starting to really scout 
uh, Joe Ingles, I think. I'm, I've noticed that they're kind of direct, putting him in, in directions that he's not quite as comfortable and he's struggling a little bit. Uh, it's honestly, sometimes it's as, as simple as if Joe Ingles plays well, the Jazz win. And, you know, he had a few games after the All-Star break where he was hitting threes and playing really well. And we won some games. We were excited to win. Like we beat the Bucks and the, and the Nuggets. But there's mm-hmm. been games where that he's been scouted really hard and we haven't won because, we, you know, we have one player shooting 15% from three and, and our secondary ball handler struggling. And, and then also, yeah, the injuries on top of it to our, all our point guards until last night with Dante, who uh, I thought looked pretty good defensively, but offensively it was rough. Um, and so yeah. he did, he, I, and I liked what uh, Quinn did last, uh, last night as well with Dante late. He trusted him. He kept him in the game and, and we've seen, and we've, joked around and been like, man, you know, he'd never do that for, uh, he does that for Rubio, but he'd never do that for Exum. And uh, uh, foot, insert mouth, like that was, he did it for Exum. He mm-hmm. showed that, hey, I, hey. I, I, I believe in you. I think you got the juice and you, and I'm going to give you this extra bit of confidence and you just need to play through it. Hey, I, I got your back. He was a plus seven in a loss. Just saying. Just so saying. I, I, <laughs> he was doing a good job defensively, and that uh, that offense, he he uh, he really looked like he did not trust that ankle to to burst from it. No, and he looked and, at him. Uh, he looked rusty. He l- made some drives that was obvious that he wasn't quite sure. And know. he was avoiding contact on those drives before he got hurt. He was he he was looking for contact and getting to the line, and so um, and so last night may be a good thing because he got some run, and that's mm-hmm. you know you get that first bad game out. Now you know it's like. And he, no, and he got can... extended run without Rubio there, without anybody else having to worry about if he's going to get the quick, you know, the quick uh, chain really quick. And uh, mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought that was, I thought it was awesome. I, I, I really liked. Um, and and honestly, if there's any game to lose and and to really have him play hard, uh, it's like tough minutes against. It's, I mean, a, a loss hurts last night, but that was the if you were going to say, hey, the Jazz are going to go, you know, one and four under. Uh, go four and one in their next five games instead of one and four, you would have said the one loss would have been against the Thunder. Mm-hmm. And and so the last night's loss in the big picture isn't like the, oh my gosh, we lost one that we were favored in mm-hmm. type of thing. Well, and that was also, and that's also it, a tough team to to play, you know, coming off of injury mm-hmm. too. That's like a, I mean, and, the and, Thunder and are great Russ defensively. Is, and Russ has been killing it since since All Star break. You have PG, who's been playing like an MVP candidate and a Defensive Player of the Year on the perimeter. That's the other thing too. I was thinking about um, when you're talking about Defensive Player of the Year, they really should have a perimeter Defensive Player of the Year and a paint Defensive Player of the Year because those two things are the way we we evaluate the defensive end is completely different. Mm-hmm. And those and 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 they couldn't be two cr- crazier different roles, um, as what you're asked to do on the perimeter versus what you're supposed to do in the paint. And and right now this year, I don't think, um, I I think on the perimeter you have Patrick Beverly and Paul George doing amazing things defensively, and then uh you know in the paint you have Joel Embiid and Rudy Gobert doing amazing things, and so. That would be a great way for the for the league moving forward to have that. So because, um, because it's just it's 
Uh, it's really hard to compare the two, but yeah. And and they played well. Steven Adams had a great game. It really felt like it. we talked about last year. He always had Rudy Gobert's number. And last night was the same thing. It it just, he's a mountain of a man and he's hard. And, and he, he does really well against Rudy Gobert. Um, and, and it doesn't help that Rudy Gobert has been out of sorts lately. And it, it, and I don't know if Rudy is fighting an injury, um, if you know there's some soreness or whatnot, and and it's late in the season, you're bound to have it. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think Rudy's been honestly dealing with the fact that he didn't make an All Star team, and I think that's been tough for him. I think, you know, and for whatever reason, after that game against that game against the Bucks, just seemed to really affect him for some reason, and. Yeah, uh, it's like he got monstered by by Giannis in that well, game. That game it, it's just that game was frustrating because you know, if if a player is allowed to just kind of shove Rudy around, then it's hard for him to. And I think he's been getting frustrated with some of that. And but Rudy will figure it out. He he is the honestly. I I've been thinking about writing something. If he, if there's a tall monster, it's got to be Rudy. I would think. But uh, it's got it's it's either him or Joel Embiid. It just depends well, maybe on Giannis is the small monster, but but it, uh, it just depends on who wants to switch their their agent to LeBron's agency before Space Jam. <laughs> that's really what it <laughs> what it comes down to. That's true. That's like, true. You got to join Clutch. Like the minute the minute if you see Joel Embiid join Clutch, you're like, yep, yeah, he's in he's in Space Jam. They got him. Oh. That's, that's really what it is. That's all. That, I bet you when, like, if Zion, like, when they're they're going to Zion Williamson, they're like, okay, no. uh, if you join Clutch, we got, you know, we're gonna get you that Nike deal. We're gonna make sure that you're taken care of. We're gonna get you that that Space Jam appearance. You're gonna be power forward. You're gonna play that Chuck role, and it's like that's you can't be you can't fight that you can't fight that. <laughs> but uh, I I think I, I think. By no means do I think we need to be on, oh my gosh, the Jazz are going to miss the playoffs. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. think w- right now the worry is, are they, are they going to be the eighth seed to, you know, are they going to end up being the sacrificial lamb to the Golden State Warriors? Mm-hmm. Or are they going to get their act together and be like a five or a six seed? Because I at this point right now, barring some other collapses, I don't see them um, getting home court. Yeah. Um, there's I, mean- just, I just don't, I just don't think there's enough time. They, I mean, they'll have to win out. And honestly, to be quite honest, if they stick where they are and they get to play maybe either Houston or Denver, Denver would be kind of a dream I, matchup. Denver's a team. I, I think Denver because they just don't have experience. And so you can, uh, and, well, and, we just and I trust Quinn Snyder over, well. over Mike Malone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Rudy has really proven to play well against uh, uh, Jokic. And so that's a team that I would not mind seeing. And we... Uh, that's pretty good. I will say interesting, maybe to end the podcast, interesting little tidbit today, uh, multiple sources saying Kemba Walker does not want to return to Charlotte. And I wonder if that's a player the jazz will look at this off season. I tell you what, if Kemba Walker was on this team playing off of Donovan Mitchell this season, I don't know how much better our defense would be, but I can tell you that the jazz would be not better. It would not be, it would, it would not get better, but you know what? I think if you had like a Kemba Walker, a legit guy like that next to Donovan Mitchell, who you could also stagger at times. And then that could also play off of Dante Exum, who would come off the bench. That's a team that would win a lot more games and offensively, I think could go to another level, but I guess that's, 
something for down the road. But pretty interesting to see Kemba Walker. Yeah. Uh, talking about that, Kemba Walker. Who? If, if you're Charlotte, if you're Charlotte, many apologies. Charlotte, if you're Charlotte fan, are you mad? Are Are you mad that your team didn't trade Kemba at this point? Are you mad because at this point you could have got something back? Mm, that's he. He would have. He would have. He would have fetched. Uh, he would have got he, something. He got what? You would have got what a draft like at least. A, I think you could have got. You would have got a first rounder I'll, and maybe I'll, a young player. Maybe first rounder. Yeah, I I definitely think if he was available. The um, only thing is that he's, he's in a, a contract guy, year, so you would have to the team trading for him would you know have to get that kind but of. But he gives bird bird rights, but I think a team would a playoff team in the West would have paid a, a first rounder for him. Like I, I and that's a. Like, would Charlotte prefer having an expiring contract of Ricky Rubio and a first rounder and a second rounder right now mm-hmm. um, if for next year or something to build around or a 2020 first rounder uh, rather than just seeing, oh, cool, we've invested all this time? Because I tell you what, knowing what I know now with what happened with Gordon Hayward and everything, I would have loved for, for Utah to, to ransom that off. Have another extra oh, pick I, here or there. Yeah, yeah, and and but but instead, you know, Charlotte fans, and they don't even get the 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 joy of making the second round and going to the playoffs. They just get to watch this train wreck unfold for the rest of the season. This is, I, I tell you stuff. what, um, it, it's it's awesome seeing that MJ has a team, but they have not been able to have the right structure in place to build, um, to to build a contender there. And maybe this is maybe this is what they need uh, through everything because now they're going to be they're going to have the opportunity to rebuild and start fresh and uh, it's going to go back to the the Lowell Bobcats um, grade of basketball if he does leave, but at the same time, um, there's a chance that you know they can they can start to to, to rebuild again. So, mm-hmm. well, pretty interesting because the ja- that's a guy that the Jazz could probably out offer someone else is someone else going to what he would get some daylight on some on, on some gobert screens well and the he other some oh big time daylight oh my gosh and if you had if the jazz could find a way to get another wing shooter of some sort or like a royce O'Neal, I, I don't know but it works really well and when you consider the fact that the jazz have done right by ricky rubio this year uh they have kept him as the starter he's going to be the starter when he gets back from injury here soon uh Kemba Walker's agent knows that the Jazz keep their promises and if the Jazz say hey uh we're going to start you you're our guy and we're also going to give you four-year max that might get him because I don't know if there's a lot of teams that are going to be able to stomach a four-year max for Kemba Walker I'm not the biggest Kemba Walker fan but I'm also a realist and understand that like you know, sometimes beggars can't be choosers, and uh, that might be a chance for the Jazz to really get a stud. Um, it'll be very interesting to see. I think the Jazz have a legit chance to get someone kind of that caliber to join Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell. I mean, if you're if you're Kemba Walker, and you say, "Hey, I can get max money. I can go to a winning situation where we can legit contend to go to the finals." Because next year, Kevin Durant's leaving Golden State. That situation seems to just get worse. Um, yeah, and that opens it up. That opens up the West a, a, a bit more. And so if you're like, hey, Kemba, we got you, we got Donovan, we got Rudy, um, and and let's roll. Let's 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 let this uh, 
we got a legit big three in the Western Conference, and uh, who who are you competing against? You got Houston that you have you would have to worry about. You have a diminished big three in in Golden State, mm-hmm. and you got a splash. You basically got your version of a, a you know Splash Brothers in the backcourt with Donovan and and Kemba, and then you have Joe Ingles who's a, who is a solid three. And then in that scenario, you're probably losing Derek Favors, so you'd have uh, Jay Crowder or um, another uh, bargain uh, bargain power forward over there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say that's that's a that's a really good that's a it's a really good start in the in the Western Conference, and so that puts you, I would say, that puts you in that upper tier of being able to compete and mm-hmm. and and uh, and sneak into the NBA Finals with that. So. The Jazz just have to finish out strong. They have that's the most important part to this season. I I wrote it was like a month ago and they're like, you know, what would make this this year a success? And I said it, it it it's it's did the Jazz do enough to show enough to to give free agents that they have the clout to um to be able to compete next year. Mm-hmm. That's 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 success. Whether it doesn't matter whether that's a first round, second round or or uh, conference finals uh, uh, appearance. It's did they do enough? Did they do enough for for people to uh, to pay attention to them? Mm-hmm. And I um, and I think you and I both can agree. The negative attention over the past twenty four hours probably well, isn't doing them any favors. That's the interesting thing is that Donovan Mitchell mentioned that like there might be guys that want to come to Utah, but they don't want to come to a situation where they deal with stuff like that. And you know. So I guess to end the podcast, guys, let's just all be better. Let's just all make a point to uh, be better ourselves. And, and I call out behavior. Yeah, and call and go tell a security guard. If there's a guy being an, a, a jerk, go tell a security or go uh, do something. Figure out how to get it done. Uh, you know, if you're one of the if you're a big dude, take it matters into your own hands. But we've got to find a way to stamp this out and become a better example than we've been. And some of that I do believe is unfair, but I think for the most part, we can agree that it's something that does exist and needs to, to just go away. And we do that by each of us just doing our part to, to get rid of that stuff. It's garbage. Uh, so, <sighs> well, that was, that turned out okay, I'd say, Michael. I don't really have anything else to say. <laughs> oh, man. Let's get some sleep and let's all be better. Yeah, let's all be better and uh, let's all enjoy the Jazz going to the playoffs this year. It's going to be a good playoff run, I think. All right. Guys, uh, like like always, like and subscribe to the podcast um, on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Michael, I will talk to you next week. Yeah, we'll see you later. Ciao, guys. Bye.